Welcome to Storehouse Dallas. Um, thank you to the guys in blue. Am I on? Thanks to the guys in blue outside for keeping us, uh, keeping us covered. Tracy, thank you. John, in his absence, please give him a hug. Uh, thank you to this house. We bring new wine, new wineskin to this house, a new anointing to this house. We prayed it over the team this morning. Like the oil flowing from Aaron's beard, it touches everything. The saints equipping the fivefold ministry in this house, raising up the prophets, the apostles, the teachers, the preachers. Okay, very important. So thank you, an honor to be here, and thank you for all my friends that came. It's just, it's just friends here. I just love you for traveling and coming, and there's, there's some power there. The human condition is the most interesting thing on earth. It's the only thing you can't touch, you can't measure, you can't quite equate how it works. It's always in flux, it's always moving, because ultimately the human condition starts in the womb. At conception is a spark. You don't know it. But do you know when a sperm enters a cell, and this is a fact, when a sperm enters a cell, an egg, right, there is a flash of light. There's an actual recorded flash of light. The human condition starts that moment. And it's always in flux. It's always moving. Because it's always from that moment looking for the heart of God. From that moment it's saying, get back to the original design. Get back. Why? Because it's fallen. Because Adam and Eve, we understand, original sin. We're born into a fallen world. So for, from conception, if you've got a problem with conception, then you may have a problem with God. I'm not the guy in Dallas to bring up here, thank you, Tracy, to come be PC, okay? That's not me. I'm not, I'm not looking for a friend. I'm not looking for a like. I really, frankly, my dear, don't give a, okay? <laughs> Honestly, I'm here for one reason. Are you married to what you're supposed to be married? Yes, I'm married to this woman. But God laid something on my heart for you this morning that's, that's pretty radical out of Deuteronomy. The human condition is constantly in flux, in ebb and flow, trying to find God by the second. You think the stock market moves? The human condition is constantly moving. Individually, there's a billion permutations. You can't, you can't pin it down. They may say, this is on the Enneagram, Yaku, you're an ape because you're a maniac on fire. And I go, that doesn't define me. You're a two, kind of, sort of, but that doesn't define me. Crystal's a one, kind of, sort of. You can't pin the human condition down. There's only one. There's one. Why? There's seven and a half billion people on the planet, which means there's seven and a half billion current oxygen-breathing versions of the human condition. And we want to. Even Jordan Peterson, love you, bro, but you don't know him yet. And once you meet him, you're going to understand that you cannot formalize this man called God. It's impossible. It's impossible for you to wake up in the morning and look in the mirror and go, I'm another. You're not. Stop it. Stop it. I'm telling you, this is truth pill this morning. Matrix, red or blue pill, where you want to live? In the matrix on reality. This is reality moment this morning. You walked in here this morning. I prayed that you're, you'd have a flat tire. I prayed that you would not walk in here this morning if you were not supposed to. I literally prayed that prayer. You're here. I prayed against you coming. <laughs> so that those who end up here 
drank water like this. Gideon's 300. So separate them, Lord, because I don't want to waste my time. I've wasted my time a long time. No, I'm not important at all. I'm just telling you, I have tapped into something that is a secret sauce. It makes me unique. I get it. I get it. And I want you to get it. I want you to understand that you need to be married to that. So let's dive into Deuteronomy real quick. I just want to give you biblical foundation for what I'm saying. And if what I'm saying to you today doesn't line up with the Word of God, you throw it in the trash. You don't take a word of it. Let's dive into Deuteronomy. This is New King James Version because I don't trust the others. They mess with them. But here we are. Deuteronomy 7. I'm just going to go fast. I think they're going to throw verse 1 to 3 up on the screen. This is verse 7, verse 1. You can just listen. When, and listen. When the Lord your God, your God, done. Close the book. Let's go home. Your God. I just told you. Your condition is unique. Oh, the God of the earth. Oh, the God of Israel. The God of the black, the white, the Hispanic. Come on, bring these race conversations to me. I'll eat them. Bring them. There's nothing you can bring to me that this book doesn't fix. Not one thing. There's nothing you can bring to me today. Nothing. I'm going to read it to you. I read it to you where he is surprised by your condition. Well, you need to pray to him like, hey, can I remind you that I'm your son? Because be honest, that's how you pray. Oh, Lord, will you please? Oh, can you please just remember that I'm your son? Breaks his heart. He goes, no, no, you've got a unique condition. And only I know that condition. Only I know where your heart is, where you're going, what I've tethered you to, what I designed you for. Only one. So who are you marrying your time to? Fox, CNN, that influencer, this influencer, who's telling you about your condition? Who's the one educating you, training you like a football coach, taking a kid saying, when you go down on the line, get on three knuckles, not four. Why? Because your weight's going to go forward. Your weight's going to go. Who's training you moment by moment? Who are you being married to in that moment? Because if it's not him, I'm telling you, they don't know you. They don't know you. They cannot define you. But you marry yourself to them. So let's dive in here. First one, when the Lord, your God, your God, he's mine. God says, I'm jealous of my people. You know what? I'm jealous of him. To the point where I'll look my wife in the eye and say, I'll fight you for him. He's mine. And then I want her to fight me and go, "Uh, sorry, buddy, but he's mine. He spoke to me. He's mine, Katie. He's mine, Dan. He's mine, Tracy. You get jealous for him again. You claim him again. When last you pray that way? When last you say, listen, man, I know who you are and you're with me. I know what your book says about me and it's for me. No, we listen to the world. And we fall into a human condition that we're going to talk about. As evil as sex trafficking, as evil as, and we'll fill in the blanks today, because you marry yourself to that stuff, because you allow it to define you. And it can never define you. It doesn't understand you. Only the creator knows the creation. 
My brother Lee runs his shop just for another minute. And if he works on a car, only he knows what he did in that car. Bring another mechanic in and say, hey, can you come tell me what happened? He goes, I don't know. Call the guy who did the job. I can kind of aim in the dark. I can kind of bring a formula. I can bring the handbook that man wrote. I'm not interested. For you today, if you walk through that door out here today, the same way you came in, it's on you. You bet. Today is the day. Gave us a vision this morning. Key, open up. He's tearing heaven open today. He wants to shine glory on you today. This is real. Let's go, let's go into Deuteronomy. The Lord your God brings you into the land which you go to possess. Possess. And has cast out many nations before you. He has already cast the nation out before you. Let's jump to verse 2 right there. And when the Lord your God delivers them over to you, these nations that he's cast out, he's delivering them over to you, you shall conquer them and utterly destroy them. You shall make no covenant with them, nor show mercy to them. Verse 3, nor shall you make marriages with them. You shall not give them your daughters, not your sons. I'm going to jump to verse 7. The Lord did not set his love on you, nor choose you, because you were more in number than many other people. For you were the least of the people. But because the Lord loves you, and because he would keep an oath which he swore to your fathers, the Lord has brought you out of the mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of bondage, from the hand of Pharaoh and the king. Verse 10, and he repays those who hate him to their face. I'm looking for those guys, for the men that says, I'm drawing a line in the sand. Let's go. Let's go. Now, if I die, I die. Well, Yaku, you've got three young kids under the age of five. You think I have a death wish? No, I'm a dead man walking. There's nothing you can bring to me in this world that can make me go, um, let me think whether I'm willing to toe the line. Draw the line. Draw the line. Just whoever or whatever, demon, Satan himself, whoever steps up, you better be ready. Because I'm going to utterly destroy you. Why? Because he's already given me dominion over you. He's already conquered that nation. So what is that nation? Hello, depression. Oh, oh, Yaku, this is Moses. Moses wrote this, and this is Old Testament, and it's not relevant today. Come on, man. It is both practical and parable, this whole book. This whole book is both practical and parable. Why? Because his son came and made it so. He came and became it. So it's both practical and parable. So here's parable for you. Hey, I, I cast those nations out before you, but you shall utterly destroy them, and I will do it to their face. Not behind their back. Not in a soft tweet. No. Step up. Mano e mano. Come, Satan. I'm up. I'm up. Where are you? Tucking his tail. Darting, why? Because you're marked, stained forever by the blood of Christ. Because you wear a mark that he knows, he knows that that condition, that human condition is a very, very dangerous human being. That is a dangerous husband. That is a dangerous wife. Husbands, get over yourself. 
When that woman catches fire and she is in that human condition, get on the boat or step over because she's going to pursue the, bro- the groom. So hello, depression. Hello, nation of depression. Nation of depression. Who's dealing with it? You're not going to kid yourself today. Today, introspection. This is rubber meets the road day today. Today, these marriages change. Today, your heart changed. Today, you're going to walk away from some evil stuff. Y'all, there's no evil stuff in the church. Are you absolutely out of your mind? The greatest place for evil to hide is where? Where it's not expected and where it's not sought after, where it's not hunted. You play hide and seek, you hide in the most obvious place because nobody goes there. He's in the body. Depression, that nation is in the body. I'm not going to make you stand or raise your hand, but you got to get real with yourself today. Depression, the nation of depression. The nation of depression that's in your life right now. He said, I went before you and I destroyed that nation. But what does he say next? You have to destroy the nation. Why? He's given you victory over it. You still have to show up. I am absolutely sick and tired of Christians praying, God, please do it. God, please do it. This is Deuteronomy for crying out loud. It's the fifth book. He's done it. He did it. When will you step up and face depression? Draw a line. I'm claiming my human condition back. I'm going to break covenant, break marriage with depression. Why? Because he said so. Because he said, I can utterly destroy you. But Yaku, God's the one doing the work. Of course. But he gave you free will and he says, you have to partake in my kingdom. You have to choose my son. I love you enough for you to not choose me and it'll break my heart. But to hell, a real place, America, you will go. People go, Yaku. Global warming, is it real? Yeah, it's very real. Oh, Yaku, we thought you don't believe in global warming. Not the kind you believe in. (laughs) Well, Yaku, you say global warming is real. Yep. Let me introduce you to a little book. This book is called Revelation. And in this book, in this book, it says it's going to get hot as hell. (laughs) And in this book, the whole earth is going to burn. So it's supposed to get hot. So I'm not concerned about it. Not going to change my life, my human condition, and marry myself to an idea that makes carbon more important than people. That makes money more important than people. That will sacrifice jobs and destroy families because I want to virtual signal because, oh, I don't emit carbon. You absolute idiot. You can't breathe oxygen without carbon. A tree can't grow without, a tree is 90% carbon, which produces oxygen for you. So the next time, some idiot politician, left, right, center, smurf, I don't care who he is, okay? 
tells you that we could just get rid of a virus, get rid of carbon, get rid of humanity. It's insanity because we're marrying ideas. We're marrying conditions. Marry the groom and do it today. Marry the groom in your marriage. Marry the, the groom in being a father. Marry the groom in your nation you're facing called depression. Suicide in the room. Get real with yourself. We're going to have something at the end of this sermon today, and we're going to break some stuff. Chains are going to fall off today. Today. Have you had a suicidal thought? Oh, this guy, I'm so uncomfortable. You better be uncomfortable. Don't ever be comfortable when you're around me, ever. Heck, chain the doors, lock them. They can't leave. <laughs> Have you had a suicidal thought? Through COVID, you lost your job? Your paycheck went down? I'm being real. I'm not making light of this. This is heavy stuff. Have you had a suicidal thought? Because if you have, that's a nation that Satan comes and puts in front of you as a mighty army. Too strong for you to conquer. Spies go out. Two comes back. The others say, we can't make it. Surely these giants will kill us. Two of them understood the human condition tethered to the heart of the father and said, oh no, they won't. Suicidal thoughts, a nation. So says Moses in Deuteronomy. God says, I conquered that nation for you, but you have to step up, draw the line, and go claim the victory. You've got to go utterly destroy it. Next condition, perpetual prayer condition. This is one of my favorites, or least favorites. You meet a friend, and he goes, just pray for me, brother. I just, I just need some direction. I, I, and you go, yes, come on, let's go. Let's sit in the bar, in, in, in the church, on the football field. Let's just go. Come on, let's lead you to the Lord. And you're excited and you're pumped and you're discipling this dude. Four months later, brother, just pray with me. What are we praying for today? Same thing. Okay. Two years later, they're praying for the same dang thing. Oh, God's gone deaf all of a sudden. Has God gone deaf? Or are you tethering yourself to a condition that you don't really want to separate from? You don't really want to be set free from it. Why? Because you've learned how to operate in that condition. And Satan is actually quite gracious. He'll take time to steal your soul. He'll make you feel comfortable. He'll tell you, that's right. You, you've conquered You've conquered suicidal thoughts. You used to have them once a day. You're only having them once a week now. It's okay. So you marry it. And you go, okay, I'm going to functionally be dysfunctional. And you marry it and you say, well, God, I just can't believe I'm having these thoughts. And he goes, um, excuse me, I conquered that nation for you. Wake up tomorrow morning, draw a line in the sand in the spirit, take this, the power of this book and the blood of Christ and go to war with suicidal thoughts and conquer it. Impossible to please God without faith. Not difficult, impossible. But faith without work is dead. Well, God, just fix me. 
oh God, just take away suicidal thoughts. And he goes, I, I, I did. My son died. Do you believe it? Yeah, yeah, your son died. I believe it. Jesus is my king. I'm saved. He's like, you don't walk that way. You don't walk like you believe. Well, what does that look like, God? Destroy the nations that come to destroy you because I've given you victory over them. Stop tolerating crap. If you're dealing with stuff in your family and it's constant strife, you have married it. You have married it. Sorry, truth pill. Divorce that sucker. Utterly destroy it. Pornography. Oh, yuck, don't. Come on, not in the church. There's no porn in the church. There's no porn in the church. No, we only have 52% divorce rate in the church. And we only have 60% of every single Christian collegiate student who is a female today. And I was on 35 college campuses in 2019. Okay? Whose census is this? Me and God's census. Me talking eyeball to eyeball to students who say two hours of porn. The girls per week. They married sexualizing a culture. They married objectifying their bodies. They married the idea that love is a feeling. And if I don't make my boyfriend feel good, it means I don't love him. If my husband's watching porn, but he's a Christian, I know he's saved. I was there when he's baptized. Heck, he's praying in tongues. And so, okay, we're kind of handling it now and we're managing it. And you know what? To make him feel good, I now watch porn with him. And it's kind of, and, and, it's, and Satan goes, I love the place you're at. I love, I'm not even going to chastise you today. I'm just going to have fun. Thank you for marrying immorality. And then the call comes. Um, my marriage is struggling because it will. He will call his pound of flesh. That dude is the tax collector. Satan collects. He's going to let you walk forever. It is a general, perpetual fading away from the heart of God. To one day the crow cries and you denounce him. That's how that happens. Have you married immorality? Men, I'm telling you, I'm going to lay some track for you here in a minute. Look, there's, I'm just going to be, there's nothing you can do to me physically that's going to make me come off this line. Okay? I've been broken a little bit. Both these knees are reconstructed. This hip is reconstructed. Jaw broken twice. 11 ribs. 100 stitches in the head. Both hands broken. Ribs. I mean, it's, I, I know physical pain to the point where you check out like a woman in labor. It gets to a level where God's so gracious, you go, you don't feel anymore. Stop fearing earth. Stop fearing the ways of man. Stop fearing ridicule. Stop fearing what people will say. And go take care of business. Go hunt evil that's in your life. Because I'm telling you, you think you can handle snakes. Haven't bit me yet. Siegfried and Roy. Oh, I can play with lions. Ate the guy's head off. 31 years later, ate the guy's head off. I can't believe this lion 
just ate his head off. He's a freaking lion. He doesn't operate by your, your human condition. But you're supposed to play nice, Satan. I thought we're dancing. I thought we're dancing through this porn relationship. I can be a Christian and love Jesus and preach and also watch some porn on the side. I mean, we got, a, we got an agreement here. And he goes, oh, so you think I'm going to take it all. How ignorant and stupid are we thinking we can marry a human condition and learn how to handle snakes and not get bit. That's what I love about Africa. Africa has real consequence. Like America, consequence is nowhere. Heck, burn a building down if you want to. Then they go, hey, we got insurance, take the TV. Heck, just do whatever you want here in this country. You know what happens in Africa? Everything is nature. I killed 15 snakes one day in Nashville, Tennessee. I was at a dude's house and we're doing some remodeling. And I'm not a remodel guy, so he was out of his mind, okay? Because I know nothing about that stuff. But I go to the basement and there's just this freaking snake pit. Kid you not, I started killing 15 snakes because I've been killing snakes since I was four years old. He comes, he's, he's so upset with me. Yuck, what are you doing? Now, one, he's not a believer, so he doesn't understand. But number two, he goes, these are good snakes. This is the season they eat the rats. I go, dude, I kill them all. <laughs> all of them. And then I said, go get gasoline. He goes, why? I said, I'm going to burn them. I said, you got to set my house on fire. You know why? Because in Africa, we don't have good snakes. We got, um, let me think, the black mamba, whose nickname is two-step. It bites you, you walk two steps, and you die. Oh, the green mamba, the green tree snake. Oh, a lion. Oh, I'm going to go walk. I'm going to go hunt American hunters. I love you, but come on. Come on. You're not hunting until you're hunted. Dove hunting. I love it, but come on. You know what happens in Africa? You hunt on foot. And you look behind you more than in front of you. And you better know the lay of the land and the smell and the manure. And when the sun goes down, you climb a freaking tree and you sit there until the sun comes up. Why? Because you are food. Even the things that don't eat meat eat people in Africa like, like you know, hippopotamuses. We have no consequence anymore. There's consequence. Here we fell. Around here somewhere he redeemed us. Here some people burn in hell. Cover to cover. And you can't change it. You can't delay it. You can't speed it up. You can't human condition manipulate this thing. You can't rewrite a story. What are we going to do now, Yaku? The person we thought was going to be in the White House is not. I go, God's not surprised. Who are you marrying? Are you marrying a man in the White House? Savior of the church? Or are you married to the one that doesn't change? Yaku, you just don't understand. My family's a little different. Interesting. My family's gone through some things. I've gone through a couple things. I think I've lived nine lives. It doesn't matter. God is not surprised by your current state of condition. 
God is not offended to the place where he's rejecting you because of your current state of condition. God is not out of answers. You can't make him love you more or make you, him love you less. You physically do not have that capability. All you can do is say, what do you say about me again? Well, I say that I've taken the nation of suicide. That arrow that the enemy fires at you. And I conquered it for you, Yaku, when I literally nailed. Let's get real here. Not a dream. I literally nailed my son to a tree. Real pain. Oh, Yaku, you got, you got these two groups. Well, he was only Jesus. He wasn't God. No, he was fully God, fully, fully man. Fully God, fully man. Why is that important? If he wasn't fully God, then there was no power. What's the most powerful thing a human being can do? Not exert power when they can and when it's justified. When a guy squares me up wrong in Walmart or in Costco like yesterday, sorry, and yesterday in Costco, a, a girl kind of squares me up wrong. She comes at me. I think she knows who I am online, and she, she just, was just rude to me and my girls. I could have in that moment, I had all the ammunition in that moment to read it like a book, which I did, to go, ma'am, I know you were abused when you were 13. I could have done it right there on that spot, and I chose not to. That's power. Then I walk away, and God goes, thank you, son. I'm going to work. When he hung on that tree, he could have chosen not to. He could have said, um, I'm going to do it for everybody that's automatically going to love me, and those who don't, I'm not. Or you know what? I'm just coming off this tree. I'm just going to flatten the whole place. But he chose not to. And he wore it. He has fought nations that only you understand. There's nations he's fought for me, but that my wife doesn't understand. Because I've suppressed them. I've made such deep agreement with them in the past that they're so buried. I don't even know they're there until I go to him and he says, hey, can I remind you of that one? And he brings it to the forefront. Hey, when you were seven, you made an agreement that people are always going to abandon you because your father left you. Wow. Hey, can we, can we draw a line? Can you go destroy that line? Uh, it's a tough one, God. No, 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 no. I hung it on the tree. I killed it for you already. I just want you to step up and actually play. It's like Rudy. You know, Rudy, if you're too young, Rudy. Put me in, coach. Put me in, coach. They play the whole game. They're leading by the, and I've met the real Rudy. They, they played the whole game. They know they're going to win, and coach says, you know what? Give them a play. I just want them to partake. Today, somebody's going to win the Super Bowl. Today. That's a sport I played professionally. No, I didn't play in the Super Bowl, but I played in other championships. Today, on a team, the towel boy, which I think is going to be the Buccaneers, but the towel boy, the towel boy is going to get a Super Bowl ring. The equipment manager is going to get a Super Bowl ring. The guy who got signed three weeks ago from the practice squad from another team is going to get a Super Bowl ring. If we can do that in a freaking misguided football team, what do you think dad does? When you finally draw the line and say, can I just get in the game, coach? One play. And he goes, yeah. Which one do you want to play? I want to play depression. 
Today, I want to play against depression. Can I just take depression? Go, son, go. I'm going to hand you a football. And you know what? You're going to shimmy and shake, and boom, I'm going to open a door, and it's all blue sky to the end zone. I'm not maybe guaranteed. Why? Because, son, if you look up, you realize the game's actually over already. Fireworks have gone. You've won. I just want you to partake in the victory. Oh, no, no, no. We don't want to do that. That takes sacrifice and compromise and pain. I just want you to do it. I'm saved. I'm saved. I believe you're saved. You say you're saved and you're the Lord. Hey, no man can judge another man's heart. You're saved. You're just a dead man walking. You're just asleep. Because when you go to battle with depression or with pornography and you utterly destroy it, you know what's going to happen to you? You're going to run to your neighbor and you're going to tell him, dude, go to war with some of these things in your life. Can I walk with you? I don't know this, this gentleman. Can I walk with you? What nation are you currently tethered to in your life as a saved brother that we can go destroy together? Talk that discipleship. Talk that breaking of bondage. Talk that chains falling down. Talk that revival. You know what revival is? You got to eat it. Taste it for yourself. And then dare the planet to make you stop. I dare you to make me stop believe that he is everything he says he is. You can't. So I can speak to Satan himself, to all his strong men, to all his minions and all powers of principalities and dominion and say, you are beneath me because I'm covered in his blood. He conquered you. So I'm drawing a line and say, I'm going to hunt you like a hog, Satan. I'm going to find the areas of my life where you are present and I'm coming for you. I'm not going to marry that issue and learn how to handle snakes. Husbands, are you hearing your wife? Are you hearing your wife right now? She comes over and over and over with the same thing. And you go, I got it. I know how to handle this. Stop handling it. That porn one. It's real. If pornography is in your life, yaku, yaku, it's not porn. Now, I'm not looking for your definition of porn. If it objectifies a human body, male or female, it's porn. Well, yaku, she's just in a bikini. It's just very, very little. I'm going to get real with you. I mean, this is very little. It just covers just, but it's not porn. It is. It is. It's poison. It's literally going to steal this promise from you. Is that worth it? You want to make that trade? Think carefully because it's going to get hot. You want to make that trade? You want to handle that nation? You want to marry that human condition? Or do you want to destroy it? Because I'm telling you, when you destroy a nation, you know what happens? You get spoils. Historically. Days and days it takes them to gather. Yaku, what are the spoils? Um, your sex life with your wife, your relationship with your son, your redemption with your father, the person who molested you, the release, the forgiveness. It spoils upon spoils upon spoils every day. And you go, woe is me. 
I'm undone by the glory and the goodness of the king. What happened, dude? I went to war with a nation that I married. If porn was a train track and every one of these nations, hear me, hear me. These are not highways. These are train tracks. They go one direction. When another train comes on the same track in the other direction, there's death. Okay? And that is what you're doing. When you're on the track of depression, there aren't off-ramps. There's just Jesus. You can get off the track, but you can't go around an oncoming train. The track of pornography, see it in your spirit. The first day you touched porn, the first day was train stop number one for you. Two tracks. I'm going to lay some track for you, okay, into the future, according to the Word of God. Somewhere on that track, if you're on the path with Him, you're going to walk into some gates. You're going to hear Him say, Tracy, well done, good and faithful servant. But that's a different track. That track doesn't have porn on it. Sorry. That track doesn't have depression. That track doesn't have suicide. That track doesn't have infidelity. That track doesn't have affairs. That track doesn't have hate. That track doesn't have murder. That track does not have the Ten Commandments on it. Breaking them. So here's the track. Porn. You watch an image. Yaku, it's once a month. It's just little. My Instagram feed. I just go see some. I want to see some hot girls. I mean, it's easy. Just, I need a little something. I don't even know what I need. It just stimulates me a little bit. It's like a caffeine shot. First, I want to tell you it's natural. He made you that way. Raise your hand, please. Now I'm going to ask you. Raise your hand. Think very, very, very hard. Raise your hand if you did not come out of the womb of a woman. None of you? None of you. So you were carried. And you were created. And you were born in pain and labor. When you were in that birth canal, in all its glory, and I've caught all three of my children, okay? When you're at a birth canal, who have you got to choose your skin pigment? Raise your hand. My dear black brother, did you get to choose your skin pigment? I missed that stop. I, I didn't get that memo. Then what are we talking about exactly? How do we tie ourselves to a skin pigment condition when you don't have a choice? So you mean the white guy didn't have a choice either? Newsflash, no. Dang it. Okay. Did you have a choice where it happened? In the car? Denton, South Africa, where were you born? No, you had no choice. You had no choice. You had no choice. You were chosen for a time such as this, on that day, that spark, for that moment, for a certain set of conditions, for you to smash nations. Why? To show people it's possible. To show another man a God. You can. You can break it. Dude, my marriage, you just don't know. We've tried so hard. I've gone through therapy. Fire the therapist and go to the therapist. I'm not against therapy, but if it's not working for you, it's not working. 
Next time you walk into a therapist, they better tell you, um, are you drawing a line? Are you smashing? No. Sorry, move over. Bad therapist. Science, 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 science. Who made science? The same man. Consistent. No, no, Yaku, you understand science, mathematics. Yeah, he made it. Help me. What did he not make? Satan wants to tell you that your condition is so unique that you can be on that track and you can snake handle porn. Let me tell you this. You watch the soft image, then you watch video, then you come in over here and you start saying, okay, I'm going to watch guy on guy, girl on girl. Then you come over here and I'm telling you right now, train stop number 57, be real with yourself. Where are you? Are you at the video stage? Are you at the dominatrix stage? Are you at the gang rape stage? Are you at, where are you? What train stop are you at? You can't fool God, so you might as well not try to fool yourself. Where are you? Because I'm telling you, train stop number 57, you're raping a child. Oh, yeah, I would never do that. Never. I'm going <clears> to... <throat> Use a brother as an example. I don't think he'll be offended. He's a man that walks with me. There was a day when Dan Funk consumed his fair share of drugs. And I guarantee you, he's going to tell you, you lose control. I guarantee you, he's going to tell you, I got it handled. I got it handled. I can handle this. I can handle this. And then you move from an opioid to something harder, train stop number two. Train stop number three, you smoke crack cocaine. Train stop number four, you start layering up and down. Train stop five, it's cocaine. And in he, over here, I pull a six, this is fact, I pull a 16-year-old girl who we're looking for, sex, sex traffic victim, out of a meth lab with a heroin needle in her arm in front of the Capitol in Denver, in a tent. Because that city has lost the ability to care about people. And if you ask that girl, she'll tell you, I started with an opioid I stole out of my dad's medicine cabinet but I thought I had it handled. And Satan gives you enough rope to go to the next and the next. Yaku, I will never rape a child. Yes, you will. Because it's in your neighborhood. It's in your community. No, you're not immune to it. No, your degree, your job, your neighborhood, your street. No, you're not immune to it. This is so above what human beings can control. This is so above what you can manage, what your status can handle. This is so above your see no evil, hear no evil games you play. Pastors are selling children. Principals are selling children. Teachers are raping children. We lost the whole Boy Scouts of America for 30 years. They were raping boys. And people knew about it. Because those who knew about it are also handling snakes. And they don't want a light shone on it because it uncovers them. So we're just learning to handle these nations that we're married to, married to, married to. And God goes, wait a second. I, I, I have more for you. And if I'm offending you today, I don't mean to offend you. But I have to share the truth with you. The illusion that you can handle suicidal thoughts and make it out on your own is just not a reality. 
You're going to do it at some point. And you're going to leave a destructive wake behind you. Or you face it today and you say, if, if, if he actually gave me that nation and victory over that nation, then I want to destroy it. If he gave me victory over porn, then I want to destroy it. If he gave me victory over the affairs I'm having, over the infidelity, over the lies, the cheating, the stealing, whatever it is. If he in fact did, Jacob. Okay. Then I'm going to challenge him to be who he says he is. Hello, Gideon. I'll go, but you make this thing wet. Oh, he did. I'm going to turn it around. Do it again. He's got no problem, I promise you, with you coming to him and say, God, I want to see if you're really God. He may just tell you, son, thank you for once in your life coming to me with a real conversation. When last did you pray honest prayer? When last did you go in your inner room and go to God and say, let me tell you who Satan says I am. I'm the porn watching, fornicating, stealing, lying, and you just go. But you in your book say that I have victory over that nation. That's right, son. Okay, I want it now. Not tomorrow. I want it now. Now. Oh, Yaku, you can't get set free from these things. It takes real. Really? You want to talk to guys who are high as a kite on heroin and then meets Jesus and wakes up sober and never touches it again? We have as a nation offered our children on a platter. Yaku, I would never do that. You have. Oh, I'm going to offend. You have done it. You've looked the other way. My first day in high school was a rough day. My mom taught at that high school eight years before I was born. So I, the teachers were my babysitters. I knew everybody. I walk in first day of high school, first recess, because, you know, we have breaks and we go out and our classrooms are not indoors and we actually get oxygen and sunlight in South Africa. And it's good for the brain. There's a reason Superman charges in the sun. There's actually a lot of truth to that. So I go to the restroom, first day in high school. I, I go to the urinal. I walk out of the urinal, and I hear my name. Yaku Boyens come to the principal's office. And I knew the tone wasn't good. I walk in, no questions. I was caned as a kid every day of my life, every day of my life. Head under the table, six cane jacks. I mean, I'm striped for five days. I go, what was this for? He goes, you were with them. And there's four other guys. I don't know these guys. They're seniors. I'm 13 years old for crying out loud. Didn't ask me a question, just whooped me. Like for real. Probably took all his aggression from his wife out on me. And I go, wait a minute. After I got hit, what was this for? He goes, were, when you were in the urinal 20 minutes ago, did you smell smoke? Yes, I did. He goes, did you see any of these guys? I go, yeah, they were the ones smoking. He goes, and you said nothing. That's why you got hit. It stayed with me for life. You see something that's not right. You see something where another human being is pressed down when God says, I'm trying to lift them up. Or you're the one speaking that death over him. Principal's office. You have to activate in your life, and that doesn't mean, oh, I'm, I'm carrying the cop. No, it means you go to your brother 
this brother. And I go, brother, we're walking together. I go, just tonight, you call your best friend. You call your dad. You call your son. Hey, can I ask you a question? Are you on a porn track? Just be real with me. I'm not going to judge you. I can't ostracize you. But are you there? Yes, I am. Let's go to war, bro. Let's go to war. We can't. Not another day. Are you on the track of depression, the track of suicide, the track of infidelity? Which nations have you married in your life? No one will know on this earth, only you and God. So I want to close with this. And sorry if I went too long. Actually, I'm not sorry. It's wartime. Now, you have an opportunity right now. I'm going to ask Asa and the worship band. I don't know, guys, can you come back up? Maybe if, if that's okay protocol. Otherwise, I can play drums. I can play the drum. <laughs> Don't leave. Just start getting into prayer right now. And ask God, God, which nation have I married? Am I married to a nation of negative self-talk? Am I my own worst enemy? Do I speak death over this nation, over life? Have I married people, a political party? Have I married depression? Married. You know what marriage means by definition in the Hebrew and the Greek? Go look at Strong's. It means to take a bride. You know when you take a bride, what you do? You consummate the marriage. You become intimate with it. You become one with it. That's the law of God. Okay, that's only if you marry a woman. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. You can marry porn and she's your bride. And you become intimate with her. And you become one with her. You can marry suicidal thoughts. You can marry depression and become one with it like a bride. He didn't create you to marry that kind of a bride. He created you to marry a woman or a man, but he created you to become the bride, spotless, blameless, because that groom is on one track, and it's glory. That's the track he wants you on. So I'm going to ask you, what have you married? What are you married to today? Not who, what? Be real. And I'm asking you to be bold enough today. To claim the blood of Jesus Christ, the power, and go destroy the nation He's already given you. And take the spoils and tell the world about it. They will know Him by the word of your testimony, not by the word of your faith, not by the word of your salvation. I'm saved. You should be saved. Why? Why? Because he saved me from porn and I destroyed it. Because my marriage was utterly destroyed and he restored it. Because cancer grew in my body because I made agreement with sickness, the nation of sickness. And I divorced it. Now you're going to resonate with people. I want some of that. I want to be divorced from sickness. I want to be divorced from porn. I'm going to, how, how? They will beg you. To go to Deuteronomy 7. They will beg you to tell them about Jesus on the cross. Why? 
Because there's not a human being walking on this planet and when their head goes on their pillow at night and they're really honest with themselves, are not looking for an answer. And we have it. Now let's go claim a victory and have a testimony. A parable. So I'm going to invite you. Somehow, in your own prayer language. Today, here, now. Oh, my neighbor is going to hear. I don't care. If you care, then you're still marrying to the wrong thing. You're marrying to public opinion. I'm going to invite you now. Now. We're going to ask Tracy and her team and some of the people on my team to come up. And if you want someone to pray with you or you just want to do it yourself or husband and wife, but don't leave this room, go to war against something. Claim it. Destroy it. Right before we do that, close your eyes for me, please. Please close your eyes. I'm going to tell you a little story. I want you to see everything. Lord, please activate their minds. Father God, Jesus, Lord, activate their ability to see. There's a guy. He's dragging a cross up a hill. He falls. Can't go any further because he's beaten. Utterly beaten. A black man picks up his cross, carries it to the hill. They nail this guy to a cross, something they don't do for that kind of an offense. He dies. A veil splits. It's darkness. See the darkness. See the chaos. See the unbelief, the disbelief, the revelation Two women come, they take him down because the men were afraid. They ran away. Where are you, men? Where are you, men? They lay him in a tomb. They wrap him up. Gets dark. Three days later, I want you to see him on that slab in that tomb. I want you to see him wrapped in cloth. See him. See him. Make it palpable. Smell death. Smell death. Smell must. Smell it. See it. See his eyes open. See life come in his body. See his eyes open. Look in his eyes. And now hear him say this. I'm standing up for you. I'm standing up for your fight with porn, your fight with depression, your fight, your fight, your fight, your fight. I'm standing up for you. Watch him get up and watch him elevate to the throne where he's seated, the high and mighty, the only one, the true king with all authority. And he says, now go do greater works than me. Why? Because my spirit, if you want it, is in you. I'm giving you nations to conquer. I'm going to ask that that leadership team to come up. I'm going to ask you, just as the worship team is worshiping, for you to go to war against a nation. One, two, five, ten. Repent, repent, 
repent, repent, draw a line, literally speak it. Lord, I'm drawing a line against and speak to that principality. I'm drawing a line against, against porn. I'm drawing a line against whatever that nation you've married is. Money, wealth, status, public opinion. And I want you to go claim victory. Those of you who need prayer, come up here. And maybe Katie, if you can help us too. Come up here. Come pray with people or pray where you're at. But start praying out loud. Start going to war for whatever it is you're dealing with.